you know what my backup was? What? I have a good backup on this. Here. Equally absurd. Uh, Burgess Meredith, Mick from Rocky. <laughs> would have been awful. Oh, it would have been great. Come on. You got to piss the force. Come on. Come on, Luke. <laughs> Luke, you son of get up. You're going to eat. You're going to eat Tauntauns and piss thunder. This guy, Darth Vader. I just said dinosaur. you're going to I literally just said you're going to eat Tauntauns and piss thunder. Yeah. I think that's going to be our stinger at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Episode 19, Recasting the Empire Strikes Back. It's a dark time for the Rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the Rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a pair of podcasters have decided to recast The Empire Strikes Back with different actors from the 80s. From their secret base on the remote ice world of Michigan, Buzz in the Tower will restore balance to the Force. How do you try and replace such a prolific cast? No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the warm Tauntaun intestines to my unconscious Luke Skywalker, Max Sanders. And with that... I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> I know you can do that. Yeah, I got a little. I got some imitations today. That's pretty good. Max, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. The Empire. The Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Don't forget the V. Max. Yeah.
We have recasted The Princess Bride. Right. And we have recasted Back to the Future. Great choices. We have received no negative feedback from either. The minute that we went public that we were recasting this movie, people started losing their minds. Back to the Future people were upset to begin with. We like won them over. Oh, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I already have been like, I've already been responding to Instagram remarks like, why are you doing this? How dare you? Are you a Sith? What right do you have? But I mean- it's going to be fun. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Let's just hope. What do you mean? <laughs> You're always so negative. I'm, bees. I'm not negative. I'm nervous. These are dark thoughts. I'm not nervous that we're going to do a good job. These I, are dark side thoughts. I, I'm just telling you that. Yes, I know fear is the path what to the dark side. <laughs> he would say fear is the yeah. path to the dark side. This. Uh, so Look at that hologram of Obi-Wan in the corner and trust yourself. This is one of those movies. I know every week I feel like we say this, but I don't care. I'm just going <laughs> to say it again. There's a lot of good movies. This, no, but this movie, this movie is a game changer. This yep. is a cinematic game changer. It is at the it is at the foundation of the argument of movies whose sequels were better than their first. Like if you ever have that debate with someone this is the first movie you go to yeah godfather 2 uh, i think this more than godfather 2 i think both godfather stink so. well oh God, <laughs> how do you say things like Sorry. that Jeez. It's the 70s. that's unreal yeah. i know right you think you're protected you can't say things like that um it's not a safe space in the tree no there's no safe space on this podcast to say things like that that's crazy the thing about empire strikes back just like we said for our other recasting the the trick that we're going to fall into there are so many really cool fun facts about this movie that we could spend an entire podcast doing that but we're focused on recasting yeah but we'll dive into a little bit of kind of what we find as being the fun facts. Let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. May 21st, 1980. Well, let's even go further back than that. Okay. So A New Hope comes out in 77. Yep. George Lucas, when he's putting this movie together, everybody thought it was going to stink. Like nobody believed that it was going to be good. Yeah. It had this like Buck Rogers feel to it. And they're like, how are you going to make this into a blockbuster? It becomes a blockbuster, changes everything. Yeah, people see it seven times in theaters. So when they come out with Empire Strikes Back, and a spoiler alert, we're going to tell you what happens in in Empire (laughs) Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back picks up where A New Hope leaves off. Yep. You start off, you're on the ice world of Hoth. Love Hoth. The Hoth is the, every. You weren't expecting it either. You're like, snow? Cool. Every part of this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Like everything. It's so tight. There's like seven scenes. And it's so action filled. Yeah. Like there's, it's just, they do a great job of melding it all together. So at the end of New Hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi is killed. Luke Skywalker realizes that he needs to continue his training. He's talking with the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He destroys the Death Star. Boom. Yeah. End of, end of a new hope. In Empire Strikes Back, they're on this rebel base on Hoth. Love Hoth. Sorry. <laughs> no, you do love Hoth. It's okay. Uh, Darth, hang out with a Wampa. Darth Vader and the Galactic Empire are yeah. coming after the rebels. And you have this amazing fight scene. And Luke Skywalker escapes uh, Hoth, you've got Han Solo, Chewie, and Leia go one direction with the and two, with the, with, the two R2 R2. with the Rubits, with the Rubits, with the Rubits, <laughs> with the Rubits, and then uh, Luke fulfilling his ghost promise to Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. takes off to the Dagobah system with R2-D2, with R2-D2, yeah. right, to train with the one, the only Yoda, Yoda. yeah, while training with Yoda, he has these visions of his friends dying. He cuts his training short to go save them. What a jerk. What a jerk. I know, right? How, how do you tell Yoda what to do? He, he took an X-Wing out of the swamp. <laughs> like, you listen to that guy. While that's going on, Han, Leia, Chewie, and C-3PO are trying to escape. Space worms. Yeah. Every, the, every, all these. <laughs> Garbage. Uh, yeah. And so the um, fat. They, they take off and go to Cloud City. Yeah, they do. For, ref, for refuge, where they meet Landau Calrissian. Mm. While they're there, tall drink of water. Oh, he is, man. Billy Billy D, Colt 45. Uh, We'll talk about Billy D in a minute. Uh, Luke leaves the Dagobah system. They head on over to the Cloud City. 
Han Solo gets turned into a carbonite coffee table. Popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> Popsicle's good. I liked I was, Popsicle's very good. It's such a painful look, too. He's like, ah. Vader and Luke face off, and we find yeah, out. Awesome. And, and we find out that Luke is the son of Darth Vader. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Big. Yeah. People lost their minds in the movie keep theater. It secret? I don't well, get it. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to okay. talk about all okay, this. Okay, There's so okay, much to okay, talk okay. about. Okay. But, but, but at a quick synopsis, that's basically what this movie is. Yeah. They, they escape from the Empire, and at this point, Luke realizes that Luke is getting to the cusp of being a Jedi Knight. Yeah, but he keeps failing, too. Well, but he's not there. Failure is part of success. you got to work through it. But it's an interesting movie choice that it's darker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I first saw this when I was six, I cried. I was, like, freaked out. It's, yeah. it's interesting because um, George Lucas did not write this movie, and George Lucas did not direct this movie. No. And that's in part why, I, in my opinion... I think that's why it's better than the other three. He did the father thing, though. Yeah. He did the father rewrite. For sure. For yeah. sure. But his original thought, well, again, yeah. Max, all over the map on this. All, very, very excited. <laughs> deep breath, deep breath. I wanted to start by at least giving the, giving people a sense of, like, that's what the movie's about, right? Yeah. Like, th- this sets up, this is like act two, right? Yeah. This sets up the return of the Jedi, the, the culmination of the story. And what makes it so great is... There's no Death Star. There's no MacGuffin. There's no big thing that could kill everyone. It's character development. It's personal relationships. And also, Vader is off the leash. Right. There's no one handling no. Vader. No. There's no Grand Moff Tarkin. No. So <laughs> now now that we gave this very brief synopsis of kind of what Empire Strikes Back is, let's go back for a second, right? Okay. So this movie comes out May 21st, 1980. If you think about it, this movie sets the, the tone and the bar for all 80s films. It set it so high that no one tried to go against it. Well, think about it's interesting, like right? The space opera stuff besides dune and flash gordon what but this was is there? but this is so different so think about what lucas did and and I, i'm not going to take any credit away from him use so his own money by the way you that, know that? I, all yeah, of his own yeah. money so million. so in new hope he mm-hmm. says you don't have to pay me the million dollar director fee just give me all the rights to the merchandising yeah, yeah. which ends up being the most lucrative move in the history of mankind yep. then going into this movie this movie couldn't have been more hot Everybody wanted the second movie. Everybody's fired up. And he financed the entire film himself, up, even including the Dagobah system uh, when they did the the big pond. Yeah. That was shot in his pool in his backyard. Yeah, and he hired his USC film professor. Which, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I thought that's great. Like, here's this guy. He's like, I don't want to direct it. So he And his professor didn't want to do it. No. And he's like, no, you're doing it. Yeah. And, and I, again, I stand by this. I love George Lucas. I think the reason this is the best is because his professor fought him on things and, and made it less campy. It was less Ewok. Walk, yeah. Return of the Jedi no, and Jar Jar Bings yeah, and, a, and this. He's all about kind of character development. Although he, he made RoboCop 2 as well. Do you know that? Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, I like RoboCop 2. Although he made Never Say Never Again, which is one Wait, of my favorite. Wait, can we talk about RoboCop 2 for a second? <laughs> when, when they're like, what's bugging you, Murphy? He's like, Kane's bugging me. <laughs> RoboCop 2 is fantastic. You know Ryan for Never Say Never Again? No. What? The little video game like with the electricity? No, I don't think I've seen it. It's Sean Connery's last Bond movie. It's in 82. No. It's wild. I'm not a big Bond guy. I, I got, okay, I'm sorry. A view to a kill. Okay. I'm Incredible. I'm sorry. I'll okay. Stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry. Right. But back. Sorry. Right, we're back. We're back. back. So they got Irving Kirshner, his professor, like you said, which I think is incredible. Uh, there's a lot of stories of people initially not wanting to do this, which is crazy to me. On a new hope, I understand people saying, I don't want anything to do yeah. with this. But when people were being asked to do things for Empire Strikes Back, how could you not hop on board with this? I think Lucas is hard to deal with. Really? I think so. It could be. 
I, I, it wouldn't surprise it me. It seems like everyone either had like way too much respect for him or made fun of him. Max, tell me about the box office. This $400 thing. million dollars the first time and $548 million total. And then he re-releases them in like, what was it? 97. Yeah. And he adds like all a bunch of new crap into it's it. Insane. He, he, yes. he just, he's, we're such suckers. I remember buying like the box VHS. <laughs> I remember buying the box DVD. I've, I've individually bought these movies a dozen times in my life. Well, he updated, it's like Blade Runner. He updated a million times. Yeah. He, some, some of the stuff I liked, some of it, I just, wish he had left alone, Me but too. whatever. Let's talk a couple just fun facts that you came across, I came across that we loved about this. Uh, and there's a ton, right? The, the, the one that I think is the one that kind of blows my mind. If you think about the day and age that we live in right now where mm -hmm. secrets don't exist, like it, with Twitter, with Facebook, with social media, there is no such thing as a secret. Everybody finds out like one way or another, they find out what's going on. The biggest secret ever kept in Hollywood was right. that Vader was Luke's father. They didn't even tell the actors, right? Right. So that's the wild part of the story. The only people that knew were Lucas, the director, and Luke. Yeah, because he's his father at the end. Right. Yeah. So what they did is when they actually shot the scene, the guy who played, you know David, his name. David Prowess. Yep, the David Prowess, the guy who played Darth Vader. Who's a loud mouth, apparently. Yeah. He, all he said when we were shooting the scene, Obi they said, Obi-Wan yeah. killed your father. And that was what the whole cast knew and everything. And if you listen, there's an interview. Uh, Mark Hamill does an amazing imitation of Harrison Ford. And when they yeah. went to the premiere, I can't repeat what he said. When, the, when they went to the premiere of this movie and the line was dubbed over by James Earl Jones saying, you know, that he's his father. Harrison Ford turns over to Mark Hamill and essentially with a couple F-bombs said, did you know this and not tell me, which is great. And they, and I guess like Carrie Fisher had like the biggest mouth in the world and they like would never tell her. Yeah. But I think that that's an amazing part of the story. Nobody knew. Like everybody just thought it was Obi-Wan. That was the secret that Obi-Wan killed his I love father. that you could do that at that point. Yeah. Again, you could never get away with that now. Yeah. The other thing I thought was great is these guys were celebrities. So you know the scene when they first arrive on Cloud City? Right. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford did not sleep the night before that shoot because they were out with Party, the, right? yeah, with the Rolling Stones. What else do you, do you have any other like just kind of neat fun fact things you want to throw out there before we hop in? Yeah. So he put the credits at the end. Oh, he got fined. Yeah. Yeah. $250,000. Isn't that wild? So, you know, he did it for a new hope too, mm -hmm. but they're like, eh, it's a stupid little movie. Who cares? So for this one, they're like, Hey, put your big boy pants on and do it right. I think it was, wasn't it? Was, wasn't it like ugh, the direct, someone, someone like in, in the actual production itself complained because they wanted to get their credit up at the beginning. It wasn't People just the, annoyed, yeah. it wasn't just the actors guild. No, uh, no. it was, it was internally. It too. was not a cool move. Yeah. But Lucas made it up to him by giving him $5 million in bonuses afterwards. I mean, yeah, Lucas made it up to him by letting him work on <laughs> Empire, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, what else? Anything else that just like struck you as being, oh my God, this is amazing. They filmed Luke in the snowstorm. Uh-huh. Uh, it was during an actual, it was snow a real snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. And they filmed it from inside the hotel. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're like, you go out there. That's so funny. You do you. I didn't know they did it from the hotel. So I have, I've, I mean, again, we, we could do a million of these. I have one that I thought was really cool. Do you know why they froze, uh, Han and carbonite? Because he didn't want to come back for the third movie. Not though at this time, yeah. Harrison Ford is just booming, right? He's his career. He went from carpenter who got a job yeah. on a new hope to being like the hottest commodity. So they already had Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill signed on to do return of the Jedi. They weren't sure if Harrison Ford was going to come back. He didn't want to come back. Did he? Is, he, was, he really didn't. Okay. So I didn't hear he was that. Telling George, look, he's like, George, kill me off. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't stupid ear. I didn't know that. But <laughs> that, with that being said, they, they used the carbonite as a way to kind of protect themselves and also his famous line where Carrie or uh, Leia says, I love We're you doing this now. And he's fine. Fine. I'll wait until we get to their <laughs> characters. So let's talk about characters. We are recasting all of the characters, but first and foremost, before we recast, I want to apologize to anyone who's offended by this. Uh, no, no apology. <laughs> no apology. I take it back. 
the, subscribe to us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Reverse it. We hey you. We didn't pick all the characters. Uh, I know Max is particularly a, I'm really a sad upset. puppy about this. So we didn't do. do you know how much know I know about Admiral Ozzel? Now? Right, right. So we <laughs> didn't. I'm gonna jump some in. We didn't do all of the characters. We did the characters that we felt were the most prominent. And you we felt, did, and we did. I felt, <laughs> and we did them in order of prominence. So don't freak out because obviously some people think that Boba Fett is the most important character in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Are we ready to jump into this? Let's and do it. Start recasting the Empire Strikes Back. Very excited. Max, to start things off, we're going into the one and the only. Uh, you might know him as the Mandalorian. The man in green. But uh, Bubba Fett. Yeah. Uh, wow. you, know, you know, I realized why he's so cool. Why? He's the only person in this movie who stands up to Darth Vader. He's like, you're no good to me dead. And he, he's the only guy with a helmet. Too. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you see them almost as equals. Is it that he stands up to Darth Vader or that you see Darth Vader show him more respect than he shows anyone else? Well, he's upset. He's like, he's no good to me. Well, because th- think about when Landau gets pissed off yeah. because they keep on renegotiating the terms yeah. and, and and Darth is like, oh, you don't like my deal? Yeah. I could I could snap your neck if you like. <laughs> Whereas like he turns to Boba Fett and was like, we'll compensate yeah. you if we kill him. You and know? also I love when he's telling him what to do. He goes, no disintegration. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. He's no, disintegrating I people? I love it. Um. Originally played by Jeremy Bullock. Sweetest dude in the world. Right. He was the body and Jason Wingreen was the voice. So this brings our first kind of weird twist, right? When we were doing The Princess Bride and Back to the Future, we didn't run into this. For for Empire Strikes Back, we're just going to recast the voices on some of these and we'll talk about the more complicated ones later. So in the case of Boba Fett, our recast is driven by... It's voice and body, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean... It's a dude in a suit. It's a dude in a suit, but like like for me, I'll speak on my behalf. You can already start breaking the rules here. I'm casting thinking voice more than body because the body's covered by a suit. I got both covered. There you go, rock and roll. By the way, do you know Jeremy Bullock answered every piece of fan mail he ever got until he died? That's fantastic. Isn't that cute? So I'll give you something kind of fun. The voice of Boba Fett and, and when I say the voice, remember, yeah. Lucas went back and changed everything. Yep. Like when he came out with the prequels, they got the actor who ends up being the yeah, clone. Morrison. Right. So it's all changes. We're only dealing with the true original, the Empire Strikes Back yeah. characters. Uh, the voice was Jason Wingreen. Do you know who that is? No. Do you remember Airplane? Do you remember uh, the movie Airplane? You've seen of it? Of course. So do you remember the scene where... Don't call me Shirley. Right. Where there's a guy named Dr. Brody who calls one of the pilots and he says he's from the Mayo Clinic and he said, there's a girl on your flight scheduled to have a heart transplant. Yep. Uh, keeper elevated and then there's a heart pumping on his desk yeah that's dr brody that's weird that's the voice the original voice of bubba fett is who played dr brody in airplane that's so random is that crazy yeah i think it's crazy okay and also wait last thing go ahead yes hit me you know the first time bubba fett's name is said in a movie no it's in 1982 in et Really? They don't say it in the holiday special. They oh, don't wow. say it in this. E.T., they say it with an action figure. So funny that you mentioned the holiday special because Bubba Fett actually appears in the holiday special yeah. prior to appearing in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Have you seen Back. the holiday special? Of course I have. Okay. George Lucas, who, remember, made the movie Howard the Duck, so he must have a high tolerance for garbage, hey. said, said that if it was up to him, he'd take a sledgehammer to the holiday special <laughs> and smash it because he hated it so much. So, Max, I'm going to let you kick things off because that's the kind of guy I am. All right. Who are you recasting Bubba Fett with? He's a man of action. He is a man of action. You need athleticism, prowess, confidence. Are you picking who I'm picking? No, I don't think so. Evil mannerisms. All right. Bounty hunter culture. Yeah, yeah. Also, who's the lizard dude? The other bounty hunter, Bosk. Oh wanna, yeah, that's I right. I know his story. You stop it. You stay <laughs> sorry, on. I'm stay sorry, on script. Stay on script. Give me another Aussie. Give me Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson yeah. is Boba Fett. Think about it. Road Warrior, Mad Max. He's our, Boba Fett. Looks like he's part of the Mad Max world. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Like, kind of like armor to him. That's wild. Yeah, and also as Riggs, he's got the gun training and all that kind of stuff. I and, like it. And also the voice too. It's it, not crazy. The it, voice goes with the new voice. I, I no, I yeah. actually like it. And he's I like built it. Built well, and he's like strong and muscular. Yeah, yeah, and he's you know he's a little insane. Yeah. <laughs> 
And he's in these kind of movies too. The Road Warrior. This doesn't seem any crazier. Do you know what I mean? It, it seems reasonable. Mel Gibson yeah. would be in this movie. Yeah, Max, I like the pick. I'm yeah. not going to poop on the pick. Yeah, poop on the pick. That's, you like that? Poop no, on the pick. That, stop saying that. Okay, poop on the pick. Are you ready for mine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, also. Oh no, you're not. Don't lie. Don't can, say you're ready. Can for we mine. rename the slave one? I don't like the name slave. I want to call it the Thunderdome. Okay, Thunderdome. Or the way. Good. Oh, the way is good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> To get on the way. <laughs> it's a cool. Uh, it's the now, do you want plan. do you want Mel Gibson Australian accent or yes. Mel? Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, because that's key. Yeah, right. All right. I want his beard showing at the bottom too. Yeah, because it'd be like you know, let's let's get on solo on there, mate. <laughs> that's not <laughs> not good. No. no, no. All right. Uh let's throw another solo on the Bobby. <laughs> who do you have? Uh, who do I have? I think you're gonna like mine. Okay, I've got Michael Bean. Oh, uh, I I know like so for those that don't know, the Beanster, Kyle Reese from Terminator, yeah. Corporal Hicks from Alien, the Abyss. Aliens, excuse me, Lieutenant Coffee from The Abyss, love The Abyss, great mustache. Uh, he to me totally underrated sci-fi yeah. actor, and he's got that grit, and he he doesn't have to have a, a bunch of lines, you yeah. know. Like I I see him as being he's very straight laced, he's very militant, and I think he would fit Boba Fett perfectly. I like it. Yeah. He's got that kind of sunken face too. Yeah, but although you don't see his face, why do I? Why no, but I, I mean, because I, yeah. we can't recast it yeah. thinking about the future. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be good. All I right, think, this is a good yeah. start. I don't think people are going to burn us to the to the ground on this Who one. Who are your secondary picks? I had Sylvester Stallone because I'm a weirdo. That is weird. I thought. Well, <laughs> so, well, we'll talk about it later. He actually was up for one of the other roles no way, in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who'd you have? Uh, Marshall R. Teague. That's Jimmy from Roadhouse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Roddy Piper. Okay. All right, moving Wait, along. Last one, Jackie Chan. Jackie. But he could do some serious martial arts stuff. All right. We may not be doing our ba- our backups anymore as you butchered the backups. All right. Max, that takes us from Boba Fett to a very special character. Now, again, I want to qualify this. The order that we're putting this in is the relevance and how much they had screen time in Empire in the Empire Strikes Back. Let's go. Don't lose your mind over this. No because some people are going to hear that we're putting no him as on their the- computer. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Sir Alec Guinness. Sir Alec Guinness. Do you know he's in Bridge on the River Kwai, Lawrence of Arabia? This is like a no joke act. How about in The Empire Strikes Back? He worked for six hours. Four and a half hours. Oh, was it four? And a, I thought yeah. it was six. He worked for four and a half hours and made a million dollars. Yeah. Paid a quarter of a percentage point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about the best day of work ever. Yeah. He is incredible. Like I, this is where I started to feel dirty even thinking about recasting him. But then to your point, Max, we're not actually recasting. This is just our fun opinion. Yeah. So I would never actually do this in real life. Do you know who, uh, you know, we're talking about recasting. Do you know who almost, who I believe was offered this role and turned it down? Richard Pryor. No. <laughs> That's really, I usually hate when you, I usually hate when you do that. I was like, just go for it. <laughs> no, Richard like, Pryor got me. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this name. Okay. Okay. Uh, Toshiro Mifune. He was a Japanese actor who okay. appeared in 150 feature films. He was like the ones you would probably known are know are the Seven Samurai. Yeah. Okay. So he was the guy in that. Oh, okay. He turned it down because he felt that it was cheapening the idea of what a samurai was. But that's he, fair. He, he but they did steal a lot of samurai I know, but stuff. he has that traditional kind of like Eastern philosophy samurai part of it. So his daughter's been interviewed a bunch of times and said that his dad had turned it uh turned the role down. Yeah. And that's how they landed on Al Guinness. That's cool. So just throwing that out there. Okay, go. So Obi needs patience. You know what I mean? That's what he needs. Patience. He, he, well, that's what he tells people. He's like, yeah, patience. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being patient. Go ahead. So I want someone kind of with those soulful eyes. I'm going Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah. Like Frank Galvin from the verdict. You yeah. Know, that alcoholic kind of troubled past. <laughs> But like Paul Newman, I, the salad dressing guy. It's good. I like it. That's not, that's not who he is. I know. He's it's okay. Eddie Felson. He's good. He's good. Paul he, Newman's good. The color of money. And, and you know, he could actually, when he, he first pops up, he could have a pool cue and be like, I'm back. It's really hard for me to envision Obi-Wan without some type of accent. 
That's the that's where I struggle with the Paul Newman choice. It's good from an actor's perspective yeah. and the seriousness of the role, but and, and, and it's a good pick. It's not bad. It's not what I got for you. What I got I got one that you can't. It's it's irrefutable. You're gonna do the robot it. from Rocky Four. I easy on the, that's gonna come up <laughs> later. Easy with the robot from Rocky Four. And by the way, the person I'm picking, in my opinion, has already played multiple roles that are very similar. To, I know you're gonna pick. Who do you know? You don't know anything. Can I say it? Nope. Oh, come Sean, on, Sean Connery. I was gonna say it. <laughs> Say you have to listen. Take take Bond out of it because he's Highlander. great. He's great. In Bond. Highlander. Ramirez from Highlander. Jim Malone in The Untouchables. In both of those movies, he's this like fatherly, knowledgeable mentor. Figure. Oh, time bandits. And, and and let me throw one in there. I know it's not in the '80s. Bear with me. John Connor from Rising Sun. He basically is playing a a more dirty version of Obi Wan Kenobi in that movie. The accent throws me. It's too much of an accent. Oh, no, yeah. it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Like, I, like, hey, John, can't, you, can't you imagine him just being like, Luke, get over here, Sean. <laughs> That's too we're, going, much. we're going to get the... That's too much. I, just, too- I butchered my Sean Connery because I'm laughing too hard. You, you say you have a good Sean Connery and you've never done a good Sean Connery. I only can do him in The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. That's okay. It's it's yeah, decent. Yeah, <laughs> it's my John Love. Oh no, no. Okay, fine. I'll give you. Uh, don't don't worry about it. No, no. You <laughs> challenge it. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Right. You say this. The pastor. Blah, 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 no, blah. that was the Benjamin. <laughs> Junior. Yeah. Junior. Yeah. <laughs> so where I know you, what line you're gonna pick? Is John you Connor. shut your you shut your mouth. <laughs> Who were your second picks? I didn't have a second pick for this one. Oh really? Because I, I knew you wouldn't pick Sean Connery because you don't love him as much as I do. I thought Patrick Stewart would have been good from Dune. Yeah, 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 from Dune. I mean, you don't have to say from Dune. Well, he's not in Star Trek yet. Ninety, I mean, whatever. Yeah, you could have said from. I, I know who. He, it's also, not like I just blacked out what he is. Controversial pick. <laughs> <laughs> Would Sam Elliott work? Goodbye. What do you mean? Uh, the, the Roadhouse Wisdom. So you're thinking, you're thinking. Uh, Wade, Wade. Uh, and Prancer, the reserved dad that you want love from. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I could do Sam And Elliott. lastly, Leslie Nielsen made me laugh. Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> He's just goofing off. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear your uh, your uh, secondary picks anymore. Robert Redford. Do I, I don't want to hear okay. it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Clearly, Sean Connery is the best of the two answers, but uh, Paul Newman was nice. Steamroll me, bro. It was cute. Me, it was cute. I didn't steamroll you. I mean, look, the good news is we have to worry about this because <laughs> we are not in the type of authority to change time. Just wait. <laughs> Just are you working on a time machine that I'm unaware of? Don't tell the, the audience about this. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, it's a toaster with an antenna on top of it. Let's move. I'll put a fork in l- it. L- <laughs> Let, don't please don't put a fork in a toaster, Max. Let's move in from the let's move from Obi Wan Kenobi to em, to the Emperor himself, Emperor Palpatine. Woo, love Palpatine. This is uh, it's kind of funny. So before it's kind of horrifying, yeah, what it how is. they how they did. So George Lucas was able to land um, Clive Revel. To, yep. to voice the emperor. Great name. A lot of people do, probably don't remember because, again, this is something that Lucas changed when he actually did the casting of who we know now to be uh, Emperor Palpatine. Ian McDermott. Yep. And if you go back. You know he's to, Scottish? I do. Yeah. If you go back to before, <laughs> this is such, a, <laughs> such an important fact that you brought up. Thank you for reiterating the Scottish. Um, if you go back to before he was casted for this because of all the sequels and prequels, they, they were desperately looking for a way to have this like nefarious character. And in Empire Strikes Back, all you see is the hologram. Yep. So it's pretty wild how they even got the look of Palpatine. So it started with the prosthetic makeup artist, Rick Baker for the test shots, hired mm. his, hired his wife, superimposed chimp eyes on her face. And then who did they end up going with for the actual movie? 79 year old Marjorie Eaton. She's the oldest born woman person to ever be in a Star Wars. She's born in 1901. 1901. That's yeah. wild. And she died before the movie came out. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. But they, that when they hired Ian McDermott, they went Scottish back. Scottish Ian McDermott. <laughs> Scottish, if you didn't know. You know he's Arthur the Butler in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Yeah, he's got quite a few roles yeah. that are that are So jarring, wild. same as anything else. This, to me, is, is pretty cool. Now, if you look at the voice, if it's now moving just 
to the voice part of it. That's Clive Revel. I think I'm saying that yeah. right. There's a great disturbance in the force. He had quite a few roles. He was on Magnum P.I., T.J. Hooker, The Facts of Life. But more importantly, let's talk about his voiceover roles because okay. they're fantastic. Do you know any of these? <laughs> no, I don't know. He did Smurfs, The Snorks, and DuckTales. <laughs> but that's less important to me than this. What you would know him best from is Kickback, who is a Transformer, who is in the Transformer movie in the show. He was one of the Insecticons, like the insects that are like uh, Decepticons. Okay. He's one of the voices. You're nerding out a little bit. Because I, I happen to yeah, love, yeah, I happen yeah. to love Transformers. Uh, Max Palpatine, you got this combo deal of voice, body, look, feel. Yeah. Who do you got? Who are you putting in his place? Who I are you win, recasting? I think I win this one. Ian McDermott? No. <laughs> Although he, he would be a great choice. He would be a great choice, right? <laughs> you know he's in Dirt and Around Scoundrels? Yeah. I do. It's okay. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. You may have mentioned it once or twice. Max von Sydow. Who? You don't know who that is? No. Emperor Ming. From Flash Gordon. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. I know. I know Emperor Ming from Flash Gordon is. I didn't know the actor. He's name. also Doctor Kynes in Dune. And and how do you not know that he's the voice of Vigo the Carpathian? Oh, I, I did not know he was Mr. the voice. Ghostbuster. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do love Vigo. Yeah. Viggy, Viggy, Viggy. He's You've got, been a naughty monkey. <laughs> he's got that kind of gravitas to him and that kind of suck, sullen, like skeleton face. Yeah. All right, I'm okay with this. Yeah. I'm he's okay with it. Arrogant. That. He's evil. He's tall. Come on, Ming. Now you got me thinking about Vigo the Carpathian. Why are you not excited about Ming? I'm excited about Ming. I, I, Be I'm, more excited about I'm, Ming. I'm selfish. I'm more excited about my pick. Okay, who is it? <laughs> Hold on. I, I want to make sure you've gotten all your time to talk about Vigo the Carpathian. Yes, you've... <laughs> Only a Carpathian, you've, Max. You've part, you've part... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You're so salty sometimes. Oh, uh, are you ready? Yep. Are you sure? No. Okay. Are you familiar with the name John Carradine? Yes. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why it sounds familiar. John Carradine is the patriarch of a family of boys who, uh, these brothers who have incredible careers within Hollywood. Uh, you know, David Carradine, uh, from Kill Bill. He was Bill, yeah. the guy from Kung Fu. Yeah. You know, Keith Carradine, uh, Frank Lund Lundy and Dexter. He's yep. also been in a bunch of movies. Uh, Robert Carradine is Louis Skolnick. Those guys are all brothers. Holy they, yeah, right? They're, they are the, they are the sons of John Carradine. And, and I just want you to know this blew my mind when I was looking this up. Do you remember the movie, the secret of Nim? Yeah. Do you remember the great owl? Yeah. John Carradine voiced the great owl. Oh, that's cool. And that voice and his look and who he is would be perfect. Nah, I win. You don't win. Ming the, the great Ming owl. The merciless. Mrs. Brisby. That's terrifying. The world destroyer. But dude, John Carradine. Just because you say a name over right, fine. Yeah. I, we're not competing. Yeah, Why, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I have to concede anything. I was I was blown away, blown away when I looked this up. Because initially, I went into this just saying, who is the most terrifying voice mm -hmm. from my childhood in anything? And I remember the great Al scared the ever-loving hell out of me. The spider in the movie freaked me out more. Uh, okay, the spider is scary from a graphic perspective. Or Nicodemus's hands. I, but take just voice, just voice. So when, I, hands. so when I looked up, when I looked up the great owl's voice and see John Carradine, I'm like, oh my God. His sons are freaking kung fu. How did you even know they were brothers? No, That's crazy. Google. How'd you find that? Uh, Google. No, no, but like what popped into your brain? Like I, the owl from. Because when we started thinking about replacing these voices. Right. Because right, like I just started thinking like what is an iconic, terrifying, what would drive fear into me as a character? So you went voice first. I did go voice first. Interesting. Because I knew they, they were doing. Because there's a lot of makeup. And also in Empire Strikes Back, it's a hologram. You yeah. barely see any of it anyways. I just thought to myself, what voice? Yeah terrified me as a child mm. and it was the great owl from the secret of nim it's not bad it's, it's not bad yeah. but yours is good too so my second choice i love and I, you're gonna laugh at me but i actually think this could have worked i think wilford brimley could have been the emperor <laughs> i'm serious no don't laugh i am laughing so yeah. i watched a thing for the first time last night freaked the ever-living darth of me i've got diabetes <laughs> 
when he's blaring the thing, that kind of command and kind of like intensity. Yeah. And also when he's playing pop in the natural. Yeah. He's kind of he's that Zeus figure. You know, yeah. that, that's an allegory for all the yeah, Greek myths and all. Yeah, yeah. He could do it. I think you could do it. <laughs> You're very excited about Wilford Brimley. I have diabetes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Let's move from Emperor Palpatine to... The smoothest dude in the galaxy. slick... Give me, give me some of that Colt 45. <laughs> Landau Calrissian. What do we have here? Uh, Billy D. Williams. Look at that cape. By the way, you know, it's funny. He didn't have this incredible film career, but the one role that he had that I loved, and I never put... Harvey two, Dent? Yeah. In, yeah. In, in 89, Tim Burton's yeah. Batman. He was great as Harvey Dent. Yeah, he was. I loved him in that. Yeah. And it wasn't just because he was Landau. Like, I... I didn't even put two and two together on that. And I just always treated it as a separate character. Yeah. Smooth dude. He's a super smooth dude. Um, skin. Do you know who turned this down? Who? Uh, <laughs> so this is, this goes back to that wild conversation that like new hope comes out. Okay. And you would think that after new hope comes out, that if, George Lucas comes knocking on your door and says, hey, remember New Hope? Well, we're doing a sequel to yeah, that. Do you want to be on it? And they'd be like, yes, I'm there. So he went after Yafit Koto. Who? Alien, Running Man. Remember, do you remember in Alien, uh, he was the original Alien, not Aliens. Yeah. He was the African-American guy that oh, was yeah. on the crew. And then, do you remember in The Running Man? He Remember Ben Richards escapes with his two buddies, and one of them is Laughlin, yeah. and, and Laughlin gets killed by Buzzsaw. So that, okay, cool. that's who this guy yeah. is. He would not have been good for no. Lando, but it was just wild to me that he was asked to play it, and he was like, no, I'm good. Uh, I'll pass, which that's, is that's, nuts. That's so nuts. By the way, this is one, uh, after you go, where I do have a backup I want to talk about. I don't have backups for all these, but you, this is one. I want you to go first. I'll go time. first. That's fine. Just punk <laughs> for this role i had to pick someone who's ice cold smooth yeah who just had that command of the room he's not always smooth though really and he's like it's not my fault yeah but he was being choked out by a wookie i mean come on that's when the hyperdrive didn't work though remember oh, he just starts yeah. whining i was thinking more of when he released the handcuffs and, and chewy grabs him by the neck yeah, yeah. he's like i'm trying to help and he he, Han, he, Han. he mispronounced hand. he goes hand i love how he calls like, him hand that kind like, of <laughs> i think that's i think that's kind of endearing because like he, he's known him like space dialect. it's almost like, like he's known him his whole life and everybody yeah. else is pronouncing it wrong I maybe guess. everybody else is saying han and he's one of like hand yeah um i picked a guy named bernie casey do you know who that is no you, you're going to when i tell you who what he was in so let's start with the movies that i know you know him from okay uh bill and ted's excellent adventure mr ryan the the actual teacher like oh, their history yeah. teacher yeah, yeah. also un jefferson revenge of the nerds he's too old no th don't think of it that way okay because remember in these in, this would have been 1980 and he wouldn't have been too old to what play was his Landau. vibe when he was younger okay but i got a couple other roles that he was in and like you'll understand pick, why slick he is it can uh, grow on me colonel rhombus from spies like us you remember when they get dropped into that military camp and they're learning how to yeah and, and he's like kicking everyone's butt but yep and then uh john slade i'm gonna get you sucker Okay. Have you seen jo I'm going to get you sucker no. yet? Okay. Yeah. That movie will make that movie is the premise for why I'm picking him for this role. So I like the smoothness of him, but you got to remember Lando has layers that he's panicky. He feels bad about stuff. There's more dynamics to him than just the kind of cool facade. And I've never seen your guy be like kind of. I feel like you're teeing up your guy. Well, you're, yeah, my guy's awesome. All right. Well, I'll give you my backup before you give me your guy. Okay, go. Well, actually, no. What if you picked my backup? You didn't. You didn't? Yeah. Carl Weathers. Nope. <laughs> Too easy. No, but Too okay. Easy. But like. It's pretty, it, it, it is perfect. It, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I only didn't pick Carl Weathers because I was like, I'm going to stretch a little bit. Yeah. I want to get outside of my comfort zone, yeah. but Carl Weathers would be perfect for this. Yeah. I thought Morris Day, too. Oh, funny. yeah. What if he was like, Han, you <laughs> son of a... <laughs> but no, Arsenio Hall from Coming to America. Semi. Semi. Because yeah. think about it, he's like smooth, but he's also panicky. Is he a little too goofy? Or is that just how I feel because but I know... he's goofy when he gets into a corner. Like when he runs out of yeah, money. Yeah, you're right. So, he, he can fight. Yeah. And he's... The smoothness when everything's going right. That's a little what? wild. This yeah. is a wild pick. It's out there. But he's, he's, he's that smooth. What about Eddie Murphy? Could Eddie Murphy have done this? No, he's too... He's too cool. You think? Like overall. But, but, 
dude, Billy D is like super cool. That's, that's true. Listen, Billy D. Williams. Okay, now I know we're not supposed to know the backstory. But remember, he like he's a scoundrel, just like Han Solo. Loses the Millennium Falcon to him. They show up at Cloud City after years. He, imme- him. he yeah. immediately starts hitting on Leia. Yeah. Like he doesn't even like hesitate. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah, like come on. Like yeah. that's that that screams <laughs> that screams Eddie Murphy to me. Yeah, I like Arsenio. Back. I like Arsenio is good. Cool. These are all good picks. What about uh, Hollywood for Mannequin? <laughs> no, not Hollywood. <laughs> a little different film. Hollywood could have done C three PO. We'll talk about that oh, in a minute. Yeah, Hollywood definitely could have yeah. done C three. It would have been a whole different kind of movie, yeah. but he could have done that. Uh, Max, before we hop into our next character, now's probably a good time to take a galactic break and <laughs> so corny. And see, maybe we'll do our ads. <laughs> Let's go to hyperdrive. Yeah, there <laughs> ads away. <laughs> Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all natural. It's okay. Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, Try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man, and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is It's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, She loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, Check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Well, that was another fantastic ad. The best. They just, they're, they're wonderful. Everyone's great. The force is strong with our ads. <laughs> our next character, uh, this guy's got a special place in my heart. I have him tattooed on me twice. You do? I oh, that's l- right. You do. Little you figure. Do. And then a Wookiee cookie. Well, we know who a Wookiee cookie is. And Han you know, Solo cap. We're talking about uh, our friend and your friend, Chewbacca the Wookiee. Yeah. Uh, small, very quick story. My youngest is obsessed with Chewbacca. Really? When we went to Disney, all she wanted to do is see Chewbacca. And when we saw Chewbacca, she lost her mind and was terrified. Really? And and she was very young. So is now, he seven three? He's, he's big. And yeah. to this day, she's like, I want to go back. I feel terrible. I missed my opportunity. But yeah, the, the Wookiee himself, Chewie. Chewie is great, man. Recasting him. So this is where we get, we talked a little bit about this with Bubba Fett. We have a couple characters that we're going to recast. That Peter we're gonna, Mayhew. Yeah. We're gonna, that, that we're going to, that we're going to kind of stray from the beaten path and do it a little bit differently. So recasting Peter Mayhew, all we'd be doing is recasting a tall guy. Yeah. Because the reality is all of the sounds of Chewbacca were developed by the sound designer, Ben Burt. Yeah. And he took growls from different animals. And so recasting just Mayhew is meaningless. Yep. So we're going to do something fun here. We're going to pick a beast from a different 80s movie right. and throw it in here. <laughs> now, a lot of people might think that's crazy, but I don't have a better way to do it because I don't want to just recast like, you know, we would be recasting Motormouth Jones from Police Academy to do all these sounds. Like yeah. it wouldn't be relevant. Winslow. I know, right? So we're going to recast a whole different character from a different movie. This is tough. I do go, John. You go. All right, yeah. who's your beast? Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> 
That's a good yeah. one. Harry he's like seven three. It's Kevin Peter Hall, our boy, who also did Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's vegan. He's kind. He works well with humans. Yeah. Does it could would he shoot a weapon? I feel like he wouldn't shoot a weapon. If need be. If, if he's need be, a, you yeah. think he's trainable? All and right. He kind of has a similar body type and structure. Yours is way better than right? yours is yours is way better than mine in one regard. So you switched this up on me like last night. Yeah. And in two seconds, I, I panicked. And yeah. then in two seconds, I was like, okay, cool. Yours it, it, here's here's the way in which yours is better. Yours is more realistic. Yeah. Could be Chewbacca. Yeah. Because he can move around. He's got Money agility. Like he's part of space. My, mine's absurd. What? But I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Ludo from the labyrinth. The who the, talked to rocks. I knew you were going to do I that. I couldn't yeah. help it. It would have worked. Friends. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So that, I picked Ludo. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, we only have a couple of these yeah. in our entire list that are like going to be a little bit out there and silly. And yes, I realize Chewbacca's Chewbacca. Yeah. I mean, this is one where it's very <laughs> difficult to put a different beast in there. But I think Harry from Harry and Henderson's and Ludo from the labyrinth are good yeah, swaps. Good. All right, I, well, almost, go. I almost did Scott Howard, Teen Wolf. <laughs> That's like fantastic. A, a mini Chewbacca. A mini, I mean, a mini Chewbacca. <laughs> I mean, Chewbacca's seven feet tall yeah. and, and uh, what's his face? Michael J. Fox is like 5'1". Yeah. That's great. Oh. Or Frankenstein from the Monster Squad. If it wasn't, oh, Fra- if it wasn't yeah. Frankenstein, he had the right demeanor. Yeah. And like the grunts, it would have yeah. worked. No, that would have worked. Yeah. God, I love the Monster Squad. I know. All right, Max, moving from Chewbacca. I, you know, one thing I, I, I before we move on okay. from Chewbacca, I want to nerd, nerd out for a second on something. So Peter Mayhew is another one of these Star Wars guys where his role became came his bailiwick like he was this was his thing yeah. he was the master of this domain he was going to comic cons he was this was his love his hair but he also I, I'm such a nerd I, do you even know this about me that outside of the Muppets which we'll talk about trust oh, me God, and you know how much Muppets. I love the Muppets yes. do you know the other thing I love is Dragon Ball like I'm a huge Dragon Ball nut G yeah exactly. all of them Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Dragon like Ball Vegeta? GT really? everything oh dude I love Dragon Ball and Peter Mayhew did a voice on Dragon Ball GT and no I, I just think that's like so cool that he was a voice I don't even know what character he was yeah. I just happened to look it up and see it, so I thought I would mention it. Uh, yeah, Peter Mayhew, RIP, did a great job as Chewbacca. The sound's separate. We're going with Ludo, and we're going with Harry from Harry and the Henderson's. Yeah. I like it. Max, this takes us to a big one. Yep. A, a real big one. We're going to- a gonna, small one. Well, well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Yoda. Max, you you better not screw this one up. This is a big one. I'm not afraid. You will be. You will be. <laughs> Yoda! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little green guy. <laughs> Max, I... Grogu's daddy. I love Yoda. I love imitating Yoda. Yeah. I love talking about Frank Oz. You love Muppets. I love anything Muppets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you search for. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it is good. Well, so... <laughs> it is good. Yes, it I is. Am. I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, people have told me before my Yoda is outstanding. I've got Yoda. I got Chewbacca. And here's the thing. Even the story behind Yoda is great. So Lucas goes to Jim Henson. Yep. Jim Henson's got a whole bunch of different he's things he's Muppet working movie. on. He's doing everything. Yeah. He's got his hands in a bunch of different. I mean, remember Sesame Street, Muppet Show, he's got his hands movies. In a bunch of puppets. He's got uh, probably developing and working on Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, all that stuff going yeah. on. He says, let me send you to Frank Oz, right? So Jim Henson, by the way, have you ever heard my Kermit the Frog? No. Oh my God. Do it. It's good. Why are there so many Songs about rainbows. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. It's my passion. My dream in life is to be called on to do Kermit the Frog. It's better than your Yoda. Don't say that. (laughs) Mm. That's better. There you go. You will be was just too light. Okay, so what is a good? Give me. I could do Yoda doing Vader. What's something Vader says? Uh, Apology accepted, Captain Ida. Father of yours, I am not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now that we're done feeding my ego of needing to do these imitations, I do feel good. So for those who don't know Jim Henson and Frank Oz, 
Go stick your head in a hole. I hate you. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I won't tolerate that you don't know who Frank Oz is, and I won't tolerate that you don't know. Directed who, Little Shop of Horrors, too. Max, he did a lot. Yeah. Okay, so Frank Oz is the voice of Miss Piggy, Fozzie the Bear, an animal who I have a tattoo of, you know, yeah. and Sam the Eagle. And he's a correction officer in Blues Brothers. Yep. He's also, he's also a police trading officer places. in trading places. Uh, he also on Sesame Street does Cookie Monster, Bert and Grover. Oh, wow. Yep. He's, he's Cookie Monster? Yep. Okay, he, cool. he directed Dark Crystal. Yep. He uh, Muppet directed Muppets Take Manhattan, Little Shop Horse you talked about, yep. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels you talked about. He had the small parts. I, this is this is really, and by the way, he was the test proctor in Spies Like Us. Do you remember uh, that? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is fantastic. <laughs> such a great scene. It's a great scene. <laughs> It's you. I love it. I love it. I love that scene. Why is that we going along with it? I don't know, but it's great. Um, Frank Oz and Jim Henson are like my two favorite human beings in yeah, the world. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I could know. go on forever. You will. So I will. You better calm me down right now. Uh, replacing Yoda is no joke. Yeah. And so we're not going to mess with, and this one, we're just talking about the voice. Yep. We're not messing with the puppet. Who's the puppeteer? You know we're the just puppet talking looks voice. just like the designer, Stuart Freeborn, designed no. it to look just like him. Like, oh, that's look wild. At, look it up online. I will look it up. That's he wild. He just did himself, but with Einstein wrinkles. Oh my gosh. Isn't that great? That's and you know they didn't, want it, they didn't want Frank Oz for a year before this no, started? No. I so, just kind of assumed that it came right over to him. No, when he, tried, he, tried, he tried his voices and he's like, no, nah, I don't want you. And then a year later, he's on a honeymoon with his first ex-wife, yeah, yeah. which by the way, great sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his first ex-wife, yeah. And George calls him up. He's like, we, we need you in for a reading. He said, mm-hmm. yeah, reading I shall give. <laughs> Max, who are you recasting as the voice on this? I think I got a good one. <laughs> if you have the same one as me, this is the one of all the ones I thought you might have the same as me. This is it. No, I don't think so. All right, all right go ahead. Mine's, mine's campy as all hell, but go ahead. Alan Oppenheimer. Oh, I did not have. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. Yeah, voice of the rock biter yep. from the Neverending Story. Oh, oh, do you think I don't know yeah. who that is? Just, Come on, because he's goofy with the limestone, the joy in the beginning yeah. when he's happy. It's a little bit. It's 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 a great pick. Yeah. It's exciting because it's it's like. But the the problem I have with it only is that it's almost too powerful of a voice as opposed to you know. But he's wonky in the beginning. I, I, you're the right. You're thing. right. The rock yeah. biter's great. And I the know. big the big strong hands. It kind of feels like something the force would say. Actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I could have seen these hands. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it feel that way? I like it. Yeah. It's a good pick. Mine is so absurd. Okay. <laughs> it's so absurd. So absurd. Are you ready? Yep. Pat Morita as, as Miyagi. Second. Not my second. I, Miyagi. Not my second. I couldn't think of anyone else who could do this other than Miyagi. No, you know, being yeah. like, yeah. being like, you know, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even, I don't want to imitate him. Yeah. It'll sound terribly inappropriate to imitate him, but I just envision this wax on, wax off. If, if you think about it, if you had to rank, and by the way, this could be a podcast episode in and of itself. Yeah. If you had to rank our favorite 80s uh, movie and mentors. Okay. Like characters Ooh, that were one. mentors. Yeah. I mean, it's Yoda and Miyagi are yeah. one and two or right. Like I, who else do you even put above them? Wade. Wrote out. Yeah, good call. Maybe, well, you know what? We need to be quiet. Yeah. This actually might be this an episode. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. There you go. You're like taking notes. Like MG finally gave me an idea yeah, yeah. for a podcast. Uh, uh, but yeah, I could hear I could hear Miyagi coming through that that character. I think Absolutely. that would be great. Do you know what my backup was? What? I have a good backup on this. Equally absurd. Uh, Burgess Meredith, Mick from Rocky. That would have been awful. Oh, it would have been great. Come on. You got to piss the floor. Come man. on. Come on, Luke. <laughs> Luke, you son of get up. You're going to eat. You're going to eat tauntauns and piss thunder. This guy, Darth Vader. I just said you're going to. I literally just said. You're going to eat tauntauns and piss thunder. Yeah. I think that's going to be our stinger at the beginning of the episode. Uh, what about Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. Oh, he could have. Yeah. That's a good one. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And if I wanted to just be like, man, eh, this could be funny. He'd be you? like, Lucas, <laughs> Luke, a, a census once took our. What are you doing? I was doing Silence of the Lambs. Really and I, badly. Could, I was laughing You're doing too Hollywood hard. Hollywood doing Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Moving on. We've done you in a while. Good. Good. <laughs> no, no. No, you're done. You're done. 
No 90s. <laughs> All right, 90s. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you say Anthony Hopkins, you know I got to start talking about Silence of the Lambs. That's true. Uh, okay. Uh, wow, that was exciting. Yoda was good. Uh, moving from Yoda to another very difficult, unique character. A blinker and booper, if you will. Uh, R2-D2. Yeah. Uh, but tied together because Ben Burt, who we talked about, did all the sounds for Chewbacca, also did all the sounds for R2-D2. And this, I think the story of him doing this is fascinating. He, okay. t- he took uh, a synthesizer mm. and basically was like using his own voice and then using this like keyboard and like melding the two to be- together. And his, uh, his concept was to take the tone of a baby mm. and mix it with this electric computerized. I love the, his scream. The yeah. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. R two D two might be my favorite. What character. is he just swimming in the swamp? He's great. Yeah. He's great. Um, He's bold. The actor Kenny Baker that was inside, uh, who I think he passed away, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. as well. Yeah. He was the actor inside. Um, so for this one, this was your idea. All credit to you. This was my. This was on this episode. This was my favorite thing to do. Really? This this individual one, because I thought the idea was so cool. So for those that aren't in our pre-production meetings, we were struggling kind of like with the Chewbacca conversation. You know, how do we do? We replace the one guy, the voice. Max's idea was pick a different robot, entire robot. There's so many robots ra- in the 80s. From another 80s movie yeah. and swap them. And I thought it was great. And I, love robots. I couldn't be more happy with this. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. But who is the robot that you are robot swapping with R2-D2? This is my favorite pick. Mm-hmm. And I think you might have it. Too. I think you might. I, if you pick the one. I do. I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm going kilowatt. Nope. The fix it robot from battery. You don't have mine. Battery's not included. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love the pick. Right? Because it's like whirling and it can fly. I love it. The expressive eyes. I love batteries not included. Yeah, I cry every, every time, time I see that movie. Every well, single I've seen time. It once, but it oh, I've cry. seen it yeah. a dozen times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe we get some baby R2s. You know what I mean? <laughs> Baby R2. Yeah, how cute would that be? I mean, like, look at Baby Yoda. Can you oh imagine Baby God. R2s? It might break yeah. the internet. Yes, I can. Yeah. I can imagine anything. I have an incredible imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Max, mine is uh this is this is for sure the most fun I've had with any of these. Okay. I picked Jinx the Robot from Space Camp. I don't know that movie. Oh my god, you have <laughs> listen to me. Okay. But I want okay, you to take yeah, a look at the clock yeah, yeah. because this is gonna be one where I might go on for a long time and okay. I need you to cut me short. Okay. Number one, Got you have it. 72 hours to watch Space Camp. <laughs> okay. With the minute we leave recording today, you have to watch Space Camp. Okay. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> like Joaquin Phoenix, Leah oh. Thompson, like you need to go watch it. Is it sci-fi? Yeah, it is, but it's like also very like it's it's very Goonies. Yeah. Oh, why'd I say that? Because how you feel? I like the Goonies. Okay. Okay. Anyways, listen, you got Leah Thompson. You got Lamar from Revenge yeah. of the Nerds is okay, in this. Cool. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is Max. Who's kind of like the little boy who has this de- develops this friendship. I'm sorry. I, I I have to do this. Give me just two seconds to do this. Okay. No. They all go to space camp. It's the biggest deal in the world. That's what every kid in the eighties wanted to do. Uh, okay. And Max befriends Jinx, this robot. They get into the shuttle to do a test of the booster rockets. Yeah. And Jinx gets into the computer to bypass everything and sends them all into space. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> the, basically the movie. Okay. Um, but Jinx is voiced by Frank Welker. Frank Welker might be the most established voice actor in the world. I don't have enough time in this podcast to list all of the cartoons that he's done voices in. Max, I'm I'm ripping through this. I'm ripping through this at the speed of light. Okay. Are you ready? Tom and Jerry Flintstones, Heathcliff, (laughs) Heathcliff, Pink Panther, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He did a voice in that. Okay. Uh, Trollkins, Chipmunks Christmas, uh, Quickie Koala, Smurfs, Shirt Tales, G.I. Joe, Super Friends, Manchichi, Spider-Man, Pac-Man, My Little Pony. No, he he had work on every major cartoon ever made in the 80s. Uh, The Punky Brewster cartoon, Pound Puppies, Inspector Gadget, The Jetsons, Transformers. He's Megatron (laughs) in Transformers, the movie, and the one that was just done recently, the Michael Bay Transformers. Okay, start with that. No, no. That was less important to me than all the ones I just gave you. He's Megatron. He's the gopher in Caddyshack 2. Okay. Well, (laughs) 
terrible movie. He's he's in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He's the voice. Who's he in Roger Rabbit? He's the voice of Slimer in Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Okay, this guy's incredible. Yeah, uh, he was in The Little Mermaid. Your yeah. favorite, your favorite eighties cartoon. Flounder? No. I wish he was Flounder. Um, he has all of these amazing lines like friends forever. He's just got this. Um, he's the best robot ever. You need to see this movie. That's my pick. Okay. I'm sorry. I went on forever, yeah, yeah. but I love Space Camp. So we're picking batteries not included. No, we're, we're going, not. We're not till you see Space Camp. Okay. You have to see Space Camp. <laughs> God. Tay Donovan's in this movie too. All right. Whatever. I'm done. I'm done. We're moving on past Space Camp, which I can't believe you haven't seen yet. Um, moving from R2-D2 to his friend, our friend, the your nerd. friend, C-3PO. Anthony Daniels. Yep. George Lucas originally envisioned this character as more of like a con man. Used car salesman. Yeah, with an American accent. He changed his mind. They hired Daniels, who just outshined 30 other actors that tested for the role. And actually, Anthony Daniels had quite a bit of influence on the character. Like, he engaged Lucas on how the direction he thought it should go. More of like this butler, yep. you know, kind of feel to it. The so, chances are 725 to 1. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Every, he's great. He's, so I heard this on another podcast and I found it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. The reason why we love C-3PO so much, annoying characters like Jar Jar Binks, yeah. when they're not established as being annoying to everyone around them, it's annoying to us. Uh, the fact that he's annoying to everyone around them, yeah. around them makes him lovable. Right. Because everyone's like, turn him off. Boo. Right, right, yeah. right. No, that yeah. makes sense. Doesn't make sense? As opposed to Jar Jar Binks who got like a, a, like a job. A yeah, he was like a senator. <laughs> I know. Max, my pick for this is awesome. <laughs> what do you got? You're going to love it. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I'm so excited about mine. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I'll try it. Denholm Elliott. Do you know who that is? No. You're picking obscure people. No, it's not obscure when I tell you it is. Coleman from Trading Places. Oh, okay. AKA Brody yeah. from the Raiders of the Last Ark and the Last Crusade. That's a good one. I thought that would be, because I can't get past this feeling of a butler. Like I initially was even thinking butler, right. butlers that played in Batman. No, like, you went with Cass. You didn't go against Grant. I, 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 I just, and I was thinking like, okay, but what butler could really, and I was like, Coleman. Yeah, it's a fun butler. He can be yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really yeah. good. I like you've that. Got, you've, you've got a big day tomorrow, Mr. Valentine. Like <laughs> yeah. I just think of him and he's, He's perfect to me. He can make those crepes for us in the morning. Oh, those delicious crepes. <laughs> and, and like, I also think. I can't believe you threw them out. I, uh, you, you talk about this all the time. It, really it bothers me. you. You that wanted those crepes. That's an orange juice trade. It blows my mind. <laughs> we still don't understand no, how that works. They made $250 million. Oh, God. All right. Who do you have for this? So kind of six degrees. <laughs> you of, go a totally different yeah. way. So no, I did go a different way, but someone related to your guy. Okay. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Just the improvisational skills. We go more used car salesman, more kind of talk back. Because think about him as kind of a secondary character. That's the humor. Yeah. You think about Donkey from Shrek. Yeah. Mushu from oh, you know what? Donkey from Shrek is what got me. Yeah. He's, yeah. And like the improvisational skills, he be, he can handle himself against Harrison Ford, you know, all that See, stuff. See, that's okay. I like where you went. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me because I don't think when I think of the comedic relief of C-3PO, it's not slapstick comedic relief. Yeah. It's more like you can't picture situational. You, you can't picture Eddie Murphy saying I'm backwards. You flea bitten for a ball. <laughs> like that would be really good. I saw that overgrown not mop a, head like you would be stupid. It's, enough not, a, to, it's not a bad pick. Yeah. It's not a bad pick. I don't, yeah. I don't dislike like it. It just it caught me off guard, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyone well, else? No. You? Kevin Pollock. I thought could have been fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah I could right? see that. Yeah. I definitely could see that. Yeah. Or Martin Short. Martin Short would be good. <laughs> Martin Short, but the same on the same vein of uh, Eddie Murphy. Like yeah. it's just to me, it's it's hard sometimes. Oh, and Billy Crystal could have done yours too. Billy Crystal, actually, Billy Crystal, I could have seen more than the ones that you said because Billy Crystal can play the straight edge a little bit better. Yeah, I could see that. Eddie Murphy can play the straight edge though. Give me a movie where he's a straight edge. The whole movie. The whole what? Well, C-3PO is not a straight edge of the whole movie. He's a goofball. He's uh, all right. I'm not going to, I'm yeah. not going to fight you on yeah. this. You'll get all emotional. There's stuff, no winning right? anyway. So it's okay. Uh, Max. Big one. Big one. We're, we're down to our last four and yeah. the last four, final four. are big. Yeah. yeah. The final countdown. This is big. Da -da -da -da. 
Why are you doing Ghostbusters? Who are you going to call? All right. Han Solo. Han freaking Solo. Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's a great name. He's such a jerk. Before we even jump into this, I just want to tell you, do you know who almost got this role? There's a lot of almost got this roles, but the one that blows my mind the most. No, I have no no idea. Robert England, Freddy Krueger. Really? He almost got, he was up for this. That could have been okay. Uh, I don't, I can't imagine him doing anything other than Freddy Krueger. You don't even seen any of those movies yet. Your time's coming on these horror films. Your time is coming. I'm not going to do my pick first. But I am going to tell you that my pick is it is the pick that almost happened. Yeah. And 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 I didn't find it out that way. I knew right away who I wanted to do this role. Yeah. And then I happened to see that this was someone who also almost got the role. And I thought, is that kind of lazy? I go, no, I'm sticking with it because there's only one person I could ever see playing this role outside of him. I will give you one quote by James Kahn. Okay. Kahn! He's still seen Thief, by the way. Boo you. I know. His quote is so obnoxious. Yeah. And so, uh, do you know this quote that I'm no. about to read? Kahn's obnoxious in general. This is unbelievable. This is about him refusing to play the part because he was asked to play the part of oh, Han no way. He was yeah. good. This is what he said. They didn't want an actor. That's why they got Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> How absurd is it? Talk about sour grapes. Like, I mean, what a jerk. Yeah, he was in The Godfather. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah. I don't care. It was still absurd to say that. What a crappy thing to say. Max, who do you have replacing Han Solo, Harrison Ford? So Han Solo is like the most handsome guy of the in, in the world. Yeah. Cocky, scoundrel. Yeah. Oh but my smooth. God. Yeah. Smooth at the same time. Great wardrobe, too, by yeah. the way. The can he, of the goose He's jacket. the kind of guy that you feel like you'd want him to be your best friend, but yeah. you could also get see yourself getting mad at and wanting to punch. Or he'd steal your girlfriend. He would steal your girlfriend. <laughs> Not, yeah, he absolutely would. So I think I nailed this. I oh. want Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Think about it, the hair, the confidence. Have you seen Against All Odds? Yes. Okay, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. First of all. Yeah. So ripped, great yeah. hair. Yeah. Has that kind of star crossed lover it's not thing? A cr- I like it. Like the love relationship with him and the girl in that is kind of the Leia because you need to have that chemistry. Every know? time you say things the hair, you know what I think of? What I I'm think losing of mine? No, I think of Moana. What can I say? <laughs> the hair, the look, the body. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. That was that was on repeat in my head <laughs> while you were talking, so I had to get it out. But think about Tron too. Kevin yeah. Flynn, arrogant, yeah. into all the tech stuff. He no, can do the it's, flying stuff. It's it's he's it, a big personality he's a, a big he's guy. a he's a strong leading man he's handsome and yeah. he's also got the the subtleness right like and harrison ford's not over the top he's yeah. funny yeah it's a good pick yeah my pick's better well what is your <laughs> pick? i don't know if my pick's better yeah i'm in love with my pick okay kurt russell no yeah no yeah kurt russell max just think escape from new york yep snake plissken <laughs> mix hold on mixed with a little bit of big trouble okay mixed with overboard and then throw in tequila sunrise and tango and cash Okay, it's not bad. I mean, like Kurt Russell, he has all the characteristics you just talked about. He's yeah. he's self-aware. He's a little bit goofy. Yeah. He's handsome as all hell. I do love Kurt Russell. And, and and just his his presence, I could just totally see him like being like I know. You 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 like scoundrels. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I just Who think you call him scruffy. I just that's think about him and Kim I think about him and Kim Cattrall in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. And that's to me how he would be with Carrie Fisher. Like that that like, you know, passion mixed with like I hate you, you know? I think we tie. I, it's not, we're not competing. <laughs> Stop with your time. I like, I like your pick. I just couldn't see Han Solo being played by anyone else except Kurt Russell. I couldn't even give you a backup. I, yeah. it's, for me, it's Kurt Russell or a bust. Well, and it has to be someone who's okay being like beat up. Yeah. And Kurt Russell definitely is. Being Absolutely. Like, yeah. And, and Jeff I, Bridges is too though. It, they are. It's a yeah. good, Jeff Bridges yeah. is a good pick. Yeah. Kurt Russell's better. No. <laughs> <laughs> Max, the next one for us. I just want to say before we even hop into this, Carrie Fisher. Queen. Queen. I mean, like the, uh, of every single one of these characters that we recasted, 
Carrie Fisher, and I'm not just saying this because she passed away, which, mm. by the way, is just devastating in its own right. The the emotional heartstrings that got plucked in the last couple movies that came out when they kind of brought her last scenes in. I did not like when she was Superman. Though. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, uh, what are you doing? There was some silliness to it, but I love Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I love her personality so outside funny. of this. Yeah. like Her interviews, everything about her. you seen her, her Catastrophe? Yes. So funny. I've seen her in almost everything Family she's guy. ever done. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Wait, have the, you seen Postcards from the Edge? No. Okay, that's I've a, not seen postcards from the that's edge. a 1990 movie. It's a biography about her life and how she dealt with her mother and Meryl Streep plays her. Right. It's fantastic. You need to see it. It like explains her life. I, I will. I will. Sorry about go, the tangent. No, I will. Yeah, I will yeah. go outside of 80s movies for anything. It's Mike Fisher. Nichols too. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I didn't pick Sigourney Weaver. So that's why I'm going to bring up Sigourney Weaver. Okay. But the reason that I bring up Sigourney Weaver, there's a couple women who in the early 80s and the late 70s, they reestablished strong female action leads. Yeah. Right? Like it's Sigourney Weaver in Alien and it's Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. And she is not a damsel in distress, right? Like she is in charge. She's grabbing the gun and shooting. And really, we've come to expect... I mean, it still doesn't happen as much as it should today. She's commanding the X-Wing fighters. She was doing this in 1977, man. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a big deal. Like, this was not, you know, dress her up with barely any clothes on and, and be well, rescued. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't even like to talk about Turn of the Jedi, but this Carrie Fisher's fantastic. I had to give her her just due before we hop into this. Yeah. Because my pick is very unique. And I, you go first. I don't even want to hop into mine. You go first. Okay. You're going to lose your mind. I might lose my mind. <laughs> Who you got? Share. 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 Think about it. Do you believe? (laughs) No, think about it. She's powerful. She's independent. Think about Moonstruck. Yeah, so I was just about to say, in order to understand your pick, you have to ignore the last 30 years, and you got to go to her in the 80s. She's She's very different now than she was in the 80s. I agree. I agree. I can see The love relationship with her, Loretta, and Ronnie in Moonstruck. It's not crazy. Yeah, and also think about Witches of Eastwick. She's going head-to-head with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's got got that edge of, like, FU that I could see. And she's 5'7", a little bit more powerful. I mean, Carrie Fisher, a lover of death, she's 5'1". Well, she had to stand on those boxes boxes all the time when she was in scenes with Harrison Ford. Um, Your pick is not that ridiculous. Think about though, too, when she's like, you nerf hurt her, and that's like, snap out of it. Yeah, Yeah, and the slap across the face. I could see that. I could see that. You did blow my mind a little bit. My pick is a little bit outrageous. Okay. It's because it's it's so... More than the share? Well, because remember, Carrie Fisher wasn't really all that much of anything until Star Wars, yeah. right? And and Cher was Cher. My pick is someone who didn't have this booming career, kind of a subtle character, but I could imagine her doing this and she would be great. Do you know who the actress Nancy Allen is? You are just obscure central today. What I you, know. What are you doing? Because this is the only person I could imagine in the role. And, I, and, and to, be, right. to be fair, what you did that I liked is you picked someone that is very different than Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Like like the I pick someone who's very similar in in my mind how she looks, how she acts, who she who is. Who is this woman? Do you remember a little movie called RoboCop? Yeah. Officer Lewis. She's the partner? Yeah. Okay. She's RoboCop's partner. Yeah, she's kind of like a spark plug. Right. A spark plug. Um, but like, you know, she's chewing gum. She's yeah. like kicking, like she's like, you know, at the beginning when uh Murphy first meets her, yeah, they're, this is they, not bad. they 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 wrestle the one guy to the ground, she yeah. kicks him, she's tough, you know, she gets beat up, but she's also never needing to be rescued. There's like a kindness to her. She, you know, in Robocop, there's no romantic play between the two of them. Right. Because Murphy's married. So I kind of always liked and appreciated her character in that. You this know? is pretty good. And plus, like how Lewis. <laughs> I just love imitating Robocop yeah, out of nowhere. Uh, dead or alive. <laughs> you're coming with. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. But yes. Yeah, so Nancy Allen, who uh, not much of a career outside of being in three Robocop movies. Yeah. 
<laughs> she, so I you want to revitalize her. I believe she was in all three. Or... Big time, big time. I, I thought she was great in RoboCop. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I kind of took the cheap way out. I just couldn't imagine anyone else. But do, did you have anyone else outside of Cher? Yeah. I know you love Cher. I love Cher yeah. so much. Moonstruck just hit me like a ton of bricks. But Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Powerful, big. Yep, I could see that. I, like that. I could see that. Gina Davis would have been good. Uh, you know, you you love Gina Davis. I, I like her. I'm not like in love with her. I Too thought goofy. Sigourney Weaver, like I mentioned at the beginning, I didn't pick her. She probably, gun to my head, would have been my pick if I didn't go with Nancy Allen. Yeah. But the problem with Sigourney Weaver is she's almost too powerful. You know, like she's almost too strong. Carrie Fisher could like had like a, a subtleness to her softness. Yeah, that, that I like. Han could break her down a little bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 Whereas like Sigourney Weaver, armor, that would never yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Also Goldie Hawn. Oh, Goldie Hawn would have been good. Yeah, especially, especially, overboard. especially overboard. If, overboard. Kurt, if Kurt Russell oh, was uh, yeah. Han Solo, that's there you actually, go. Okay, yeah, that's that's legit. What if it turned into like this rom-com <laughs> because we had them I over, overboard too? <laughs> Leia has amnesia. Oh my God. She threw a space tools overboard. <laughs> Jesus. Raise my space children. She's, she's raising three wook, three Wookies, not realizing what's going. Four on. Wookies. This is Get terrible. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Pruitts, the four Pruitt yeah. boys. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Max. We're down to two. Yeah. And then there were two. <laughs> this is the worst image. Yeah. I'd rather do the Predator. So you know what's crazy? I realized during well, this week. Wait, wait, how about we talk about who we're doing? Well, okay. you, you assume people know. They could have just thought you and I were having an asthma attack. What's your dog's name? Darth Vader. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. His dog's name actually is Darth Vader. No, well, Vader. Yeah. yeah. Not Darth. What, Darth is his first name? No, we don't name him Darth. By the way, do you know they were going to name it Darth Smith or Darth Wilson before they came up with Vader? Smith and yeah. Wilson. Smith, Darth get down here. I need Darth that TV Smith. report. Yeah. A little less intimidating. That's great. So doing this, I noticed I can do a James Earl Jones. You, Mr. Which, I don't do any imitations? Which means I think I can do a Darth Vader. I'm ready. And I'm going to break it down for everyone. All too. right, I'm excited. So James Earl Jones, with his voice, he's got this big mouth, so he like over accentuates things like this. Yeah. So picture like Mr. Myrtle from Sandlot. He's okay. like, I used to crowd the plate. The strike zone would almost disappear. That's not like, bad. Yeah. So it's like you found your first invitation. Yeah. So Terrence Mann from uh, Field of Dreams, like people will come, Ray. They won't know why. <laughs> you can actually so, imitate someone. So, this is good. So now I'm going to try to do the Darth I'm, I'm excited. Okay, hold on. <sighs> Apology accepted, Captain Nita. It's not bad. It's right? not bad. Yeah. Oh, Max got his first imitation. This yeah. is good. This if is you good. only knew the power of the dark side. I'm more interested in you imitating Thalsa Doom from Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll talk about that later. James Earl Jones, yeah. uh, Thalsa Doom, I just mentioned from Conan the Barbarian. Snake Boy. P Professor Banks in Soul Man, yeah. uh, the most inappropriate movie <laughs> ever made. Don't ever bring up Soul Man. Sorry. Uh, King Joffy. Yeah. Joffer. King Joffy Joffer coming to America. Yeah. Not from coming to America, too. We yeah. don't talk about that movie. And uh, of course. Field of Dreams. Uh, of course, Max. But right. forget Field of Dreams. Uh, Frank Cuzo from Best of the Best, oh, yeah. the coach. Come yeah. on. <laughs> that's who you should be imitating. He's just yelling all the time. <laughs> We're gonna be a team. This is this is I, I keep on saying my favorite, right? Like Can we talk about Vader for yes, a minute? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You mean the new person that you can imitate, which yeah, is shocking to me. I know. Yeah, go ahead. Right? It's like out of everyone. I feel like now every episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Like back when I was doing like you're gonna show it, Stabby Susie. Yeah. This is gonna be your thing, and you're gonna imitate yeah. Vader every time. Apology accepted. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to Buzz. It's my Sean Connery. Every time I open my mouth, all I hear is Sean Connery. Go. But only on screen for eleven minutes and fifty one seconds. Really? Which in blows the whole my mind. movie. That's crazy. In, in the first three, he's only on screen for thirty four minutes. God, that's it's not unbelievable. That is wild. So he's off the chain. We said this before. Yeah. There's no one telling him what to do. No. no. He is force killing people through yeah. FaceTime. Snapping necks all <laughs> the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, what? You don't have my lunch in time? <laughs> Snap. You're dead. Like he's done. Absolutely. And he's like messing around. It's just, and also, I mean, like his power of the force, you didn't realize how powerful the dark side was. He's ricocheting blaster, like blaster shots when Han Solo yeah. shoots in him. Yeah. 
Remember when he goes down the stairs? Yeah. And he just like glides down. Right. And by the way, this blew my mind that you didn't like this. He's six foot six, like 270. It's not that I didn't like or this. Or you didn't notice. No, it's so that, that's, let's give everybody a okay, back. David Prowess, by let's the way. Play it. Let's okay. give everybody, let's give everybody the backstory on this yeah. is that you originally wanted to recast not just his voice, but also the person that played the body. Yeah. And you started telling me how big he was. And I just, in all the times I've watched this, his size is never what caught my attention. His voice, his lines, his, his lightsaber, yeah. but not how big he was. So, when they're fighting the final battle and yeah. he sneaks up on him and he just starts wailing on him, you're like, my God, this guy's a building with legs. Yeah. It yeah. just didn't catch me the same Next way. time. Okay. I, all right. I'll, next time I'm going to look for it. Yeah. But I, I think I nailed this one. Okay. And again, this I, so far we have not had the same one, which blows my mind. You're not going to have the same one as me. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, yeah. Who do you got? William Hurt. Really? Yeah. So think about this. Like, he's got this kind of confident kind of messing with people yeah. voice. Yeah. But he's always in control. Do you know what I mean? It's the kind of, I mean, you think about the big chill, body heat. He's always a guy who's doing things his own way. Yeah. Vader doesn't care about anybody else. It's that like, screw everyone. I'm going to do it my way kind of thing. I just think he has that kind of confidence to him. All right. And broadcast news too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it didn't shock me. I shouldn't have been so shocked. It's just, you went a different direction than I did. Again, kind of like I'm picking ones that fit more into the mold. I went with Orson Welles. What? Have you seen the Transformers movie yet? No. Of course not. Because you're a horrible person. So you have 72 hours to watch the Transformers movie and to watch Space Camp. It's going to be a fun three days. It's going to be a great three days. I gave you three. You're lucky. I should have said 24 hours. He voices Unicron. Okay. which is the bad guy in this movie. Yep. When you hear that voice, yeah. this will end the debate for you. In addition to Unicron, he has a cameo in one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it a Muppet movie? It is, oh it is the Muppet okay. movie, 1979. And How many the Muppet movies are there? You better watch. You better watch your tone. Okay. I'm just going to warn you once on this, not to not to cross me on the Muppet movies. Uh, his voice in general is perfect for this. When you hear him in this movie, it's Darth Vader. Okay. It's the only other voice I could imagine for Darth Vader. I, I actually liked about William, Hurt. and I actually think they may have approached Orson Welles to do this. Yeah, uh, I could be wrong. I didn't even look it up, but I, I remember reading something in the back of my head that Lucas wanted Orson Welles for this. But okay. who knows? Yeah. I could be wrong. But it makes sense because they would have want they would have had to have gone after him when it was for A New Hope, mm. and Orson Welles wouldn't have touched that because everybody thought it was going to be a flop. So. Max, I've got Orson Welles. What, what, what was the crap pick that you had again? Screw I you. <laughs> William Hurt. William Hurt. There you go. Yeah. Did you have any others? James Spader, I thought would have been cool. James, I had James Spader as my backup. But it's backup. like the Ultron. It's such a cop out. And it's... it's He's too young. It, it's evil. It's devilish. But it's also not dark enough. Yeah. It's, it's more like sinister as opposed to dark. So this might blow your mind. What about James Gammon? Major League. Major League. Major yeah. Major. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little gruffer. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Dorn shut up Dorn <laughs> Use the force Dorn Use the force Dorn Give him the heater Unreal Unreal um, This brings me joy Max we're ready Lukey boy We're ready to round out this incredible episode By going to our final contestant On the recasting show The hamster Luke <laughs> What's Luke's middle name Aloysius Skywalker <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Luke Precious Skywalker. Mark Hamill. Yeah. I love Mark Hamill. You know there's theories that he's been dead since that car accident? And like, it's, what? it's like another person playing him. Is this him? like on a... What, no, it's like a big conspiracy thing. Oh my God. Every time I listen to Mark Hamill talk, yeah. I smile. Yeah. Um, his cameo appearances on uh, Big Bang Theory when are he does fantastic. The Joker. Yeah. The Joker, he's, he's great. He's the best Joker. He, his, tw- his Twitter account is like one of the only ones I follow and I enjoy. So his acting in this is corny as all. It is. It is. Ben. It is. I know. Ben. No, but, but like there's an element to that corniness that he you believe that he's just some yeah. like 
like farmer yeah. who gets thrust into this space odyssey. That's true too. I, it, it kind of makes it when he gets real. And he acts like it's like he the puts first his hands time. Like, yeah. No, but that's the thing is like he's a, he is the ultimate small town boy. Yeah. Like right, if Ren showed up on yeah. Tatooine, he'd be trying to explain to him how to dance. Like this is yeah. who he is. Like it's so small town. Yeah. Fine, what a movie that would be, by the way. <laughs> space dancing. Tatooine, Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's impossible. Uh, we haven't said that yet. Mark, who do you? Mark. <laughs> Mark. Mark Sanders, uh, Max, Max, who Mark do you, one Sanders. Max, who do you, who do you have replacing Mark Hamill? So this, I only have one. I don't have a backup for this. Okay. This I hope you didn't pick him. Hey, I'm going to interrupt you again. Yeah. Keep interrupting. Who do you have? No, but for real, who do you have? <laughs> the Star Wars sandwich we've made is delicious. We need some bacon. Kevin Bacon. And the, and that I had the nerve to make a footloose joke while you were looking for Kevin Bacon. It'd be perfect. I, I don't know, man. What do you think? He's I mean, too, he's too smooth. And he's too handsome. No, but have you seen Diner? Yes. Yeah. He can be kind of off the wall, kind of uh, emotional. And also, if you've seen Hollow Man, I know that's not neat, I know. But like when he's doing the reaction, that's like, no, that's not true. <sighs> yeah. He's good in chaotic situations. He is, but they dude, look similar too. They've got, yes, they're, they've got unique looks. Yeah. I think is what you're more That wide eyed innocence look to him. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what, the seven degree of te- Kevin Bacon uh, six game. Degree. Is it six? It is. I thought it was seven. Nope. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The six degree. Seven of, layers of hell. There you go. The six seven layer depth. <laughs> Seven layer dip, seven my, layer cake. My own personal hell. The six, the six degree of Kevin Bacon game would be dramatically impacted by him being in this movie. Yeah, but I, I, I think he'd be fun. Just gloss over that. You just want to talk about Kevin Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon, and also he could do all the lightsaber stunts. He could dance when everything's over. All right, turn the Jedi. I'd be dancing it up. Uh, I've got one for you. Okay. It doesn't break rules, but I'm going to ask you to do something that are a little bit of a violation of the rules. You have to think a little bit about this guy's early 90s career to make this work. Fine. He's got enough in the 80s that I can put him in there. Yeah. And this is the, I'm giving you this character, but I want the 1989 version of this character. And I want you to yeah. think about his 90 and 91 career. No, my coming to America. Yeah, yeah exactly. Was 88. Are you ready? Yeah. Keanu Reeves. I Hold on. Okay. I just want no, you to yeah. think, I just want you to think Matrix, Point Break, parenthood and Speed. And Parenthood too? And a little bit of Parenthood. Yeah. But I more want you to think Speed, Matrix, and Point Break. It works. It's cheating a little bit. I couldn't just do it on Bill and Ted yeah. and Parenthood and Youngblood and Young. Well, yeah, Youngblood. That, that's fair. Yeah. I think that Keanu Reeves has got the complaint that you would have about Mark Hamill in this movie is kind of this corniness of his acting. And it feels like the same complaint that gets levied on Keanu Reeves. I like this. actually. I am an FBI agent, <laughs> yeah. you know? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, I could see him doing it. He has been the one before, the chosen one. Right. And yeah. and you think about how he was in the Matrix. Again, I'm breaking the rules. You think about how he was in Point Break. Yeah. You know, like, I just think, like, that corniness of acting would fit well into into Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You did. And he was in that uh, Samurai movie recently, uh, which I can't think of what it was called. Uh, the 47th Ronin? Yeah. 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 It's a terrible movie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like. It's like that, eight years old, by the way. Right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I hate you so much, jerk. <laughs> Recently, eight years, whatever. Uh, did you have any backups? I had none. Uh, yeah. That's Sorry. a lie. I did have one. I had one backup. Tom Cruise. I thought that was my backup. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, that could've is a good, good one. Right? I could have seen that. Yeah. 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 I thought that was not bad. All right. Yeah. With that, let's go to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. This week's fan spotlight is Joshua, the mad scientist behind O-I-Had-That, O-H-I-H-A-D-T-H-A-T. You can find that uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, his podcast. Incredible podcast. This guy 
This guy, dude. Yeah. He interviewed Thomas Nicholas recently. Really? The dude from Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I know you know who you're talking and about. It was like one of the best interviews I've ever heard. It's fantastic. Yeah, Joshua, his so we usually are solely focused on the Instagram page. Yeah. And if you look at his Instagram page, he has some oh, it's incredible. incredible stuff all over that page. Right? Nickelodeon and all that kind of right. stuff. Too. Again, he has at, his own man cave with all that stuff, oh, too. Yeah, he's a collector. Yeah. Uh, and again, at oh I had that. Uh the, so much fun. His everything that he has on his page, yeah. I, I just have I've thumbed through like hundreds of pictures. I'm just like, oh my god, this stuff is fantastic. And he has the gnarly back to the future tattoo I've ever seen. And you love a good tattoo. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my youngest brother-in-law, uh, for his 21st birthday, we went to Vegas. Love and it. he loves back to the future. Yeah. And he got a flux capacitor tattooed on That's his shoulder. That's awesome. It was very, very cool. Him and Joshua should trade pictures. I know, right? Yeah. I, I, but Joshua's tattoos, I mean, I don't think Austin's ready to commit to having that big of a tattoo with that much <laughs> yeah. color, but it's great stuff. He, so for him, he built all this on the memories of his childhood during the eighties and nineties. And he wanted to create this like digital vault of nostalgia, yeah, which, which word for it. we hear that a lot, like kind of this, uh, freezing these fantastic moments in time, right? Oh, I had that started on Instagram in 2017 and it's branched out into a podcast, the YouTube channel, all the other stuff I talked about. And he really just wanted a place online to bring people together. And we have this incredible community that we always talk about. And he is one of those kind of pillars of that community. Uh, and again, check everything out. You won't be disappointed. No. Like his stuff is great. And if you message him, he'll talk to you for forever. For, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's just back and forth. <laughs> yeah. He's always available. He's the funnest guy ever. We just ruined his life. We're yeah. literally going to send like a thousand <laughs> people to him, but he's great. Oh, he gets uh, to talk about all his nostalgia stuff. He's well, going to love it. What he gets to talk about right now yeah. is who he wants to recast and what he picks. So with any further ado, let's kick it over to Joshua. Hey guys, Joshua Tho, I had that here. Thank you so much for having me on Buzzing the Tower. I can't believe I'm here. This is awesome. You guys are doing a great job with every episode it gets better and better i mean recasting back to the future i wouldn't even know where to start but this episode you want me to pick a central character from the empire strikes back and recast it this is essentially the perfect sci-fi space romp i mean it's weird i mentioned back to the future because back to the future is the best quintessential sci-fi movie in my opinion that that movie's perfect, but I mean, this is Star Wars. It's in space. It's on. It's a different kind of sci-fi. And Empire sets the bar. I mean, that's the best of the Star Wars flicks. Who do I recast? Man, this is this is so hard. I think if I recast like Skywalker, it impacts his dynamic with Han Solo. So I don't want to do that. And we all want to see Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. We can't recast that. So I think I'm gonna go see three PO. I was always annoyed by anthony daniels i hated anthony daniels i want c3po to be more comedic maybe if he's rambling on and on and it's somebody that we all love like robin williams it would be i mean it would just be a joy i mean that guy goes on and on and on off the cuff when he's himself can you imagine if he's a robot in space with more knowledge and language at his disposal than we've ever seen i i'm gonna go robin williams as c3po that's my pick i think it would be great i think it should have happened that's a hot take to say that you hated anthony daniels <laughs> i know right that's a very hot, but he's a bold he, man he was more in line i mean you picked eddie murphy he picked robin williams he was more in line with that idea of impromptu wildness yeah robin, robin williams would have been yeah. yeah i mean that would have been morgan mindy style he would have stolen the show you think he would have the rainbow suspenders yes that would have been a little <laughs> over the top. Um, I like the pick though. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. I remember when we reached out to him, we were, he was like, he felt the same way we did. He's like, wow, this is kind of big. He's like, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. Why are you trying to ruin it? Uh, Max with that, we have recasted the empire strikes back. I'm exhausted. We have faced 
the dark side. We have shown our strength. We've become Jedi masters. I converted. I'm a Sith. You are a Sith. Yeah, yeah, that it's kind quicker, of that easier. Way. It is. You are so <laughs> yeah. so yeah. much. Give and me but that the red lightsaber. Well, the minute you hear that fear is the path to the dark side, Max Sanders is signed up. Give me that Vader helmet. You're scared of everything. Yeah. You hear like a a, a bump in the night. You're like dark side, dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Darth Maul like horns too and the little face paint. That's great. Yeah. We're gonna get you that for your birthday. That'd be yeah. nice. I would slice my arm off so quickly with oh a double lightsaber. <laughs> Mom! I would even trust you with a butter knife. I'm like worried about you injuring yourself making toast. Uh so this is the time where we remind you to follow us on all of our social media platforms at Buzz in the Tower. Also, if you're not subscribe to our podcast please subscribe or follow subscribing follow, is huge guys subscribing is big follow on it's spotify subscribe on apple podcast five star review five star reviews across the board and you know again reach out to us whether it's through social media or going to our website buzzinthetower.com give us ideas that you might have things you might want to see on upcoming episodes and max yeah, we, I, I mean, we will individually talk to anyone who talks to us max will talk to anyone who talks yeah. to us he is a little bit <laughs> chime in. i'll chime in every once in a while you are you are buried you're deep in the rabbit hole it's if someone mentions Australia, you have to talk to, I talk do to love them. Australia. The I will Muppets. hop in. The Lions. Yeah, the yeah, Lions. Those are yeah. all hopping for those. <laughs> Other than that, Max, I again, we dodged the bullet of death on this one. I just was nervous, but it, it felt good. Yeah. It felt real good. Blasters, it's done. <laughs> That's, that's Star Trek. No, I know it's okay. That's not, we won't get no, we won't get letters about that at all. Captain's law. This is all. I know. This is my favorite part of the show where I always ask anything left to say, and you're like, nope, I don't have anything planned. There are a million amazing quotes in this movie. Can you please end with something strong for our recasting the Empire Strikes Back episode? Together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. You've already lost your ability to do your imitation. Do it better. You rushed it. Slow it down. Open your mouth more. Give me the Darth Vader that I know you can do. I can make it. <laughs> It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. There we go. Oh, Max, tell me you love me. Love you. I know. There it is. <laughs> Mic drop. Let's get out of here. Boom. Have a good night. Later. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.